0: Come on, you got, you got to seize the goddamn gap! People are so goddamn inefficient. Oh damn it! I don't care if you're old. Seize the gap. Welcome to Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. Where we help you win your fantasy football leagues by seizing the gap, so you can stop being so inefficient. I'm Magnum Mills, and I'm here to break down all of your Week Seven waiver wire options. Thank you for checking out Seize the Gap. Find us wherever you get your pods by searching for Seize the Gap. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the good ones were there. You can find us on the social meds at CSAGAPFF. And you can find our YouTube channel at com. On this episode, what we're going to do is help you figure out who you need to pick up this week on your waiver wires. We're generally going to talk about your standard PPR leagues where you only start one quarterback. These are typically 12-man leagues. You start nine or 10 guys. You have a five- or six-man bench. We're going to give you players who are available in at least 50% of ESPN fantasy football leagues. Towards the end, we will give you some options if you're in a deeper league or a super flex league, want to have you covered no matter what you do. We're going to start right off here with the quarterback position, and I would say if you could add Marcus Mariota, next two matchups are at Cincinnati versus Carolina, had an excellent day versus the 49ers, you have to like the rushing upside, he's more of a high floor than a high ceiling option at this point, but given the nature of the quarterback position right now, I'll take that floor. And I'm going to cheat a little bit. Trevor Lawrence is only owned in 54.5% of leagues, been dropped in quite a few. I think he's worth the pickup here. We've seen him struggle with the turnovers, but I think he's going to continue to improve as the season goes on. Next two matchups are versus the Giants versus the Denver Broncos. Not great, Bob, so I don't know if he's much of a streaming option. Is a guy I want to add. Put him on my bench if I have a spot, and hopefully he's a guy I can start down the stretch, maybe helps me in the fantasy playoffs. If you can't get either of those guys or you just need someone else to start this week, I've got three possible options for you. First off, we have Jimmy Garoppolo, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback at home versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Talked about him last week as a streaming option. He came through for us. This week, he gets one of the best possible matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Look for Jimmy G to have another nice day for fantasy owners in week seven. We have Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans coming off of the bye at home versus the Indianapolis Colts. Look, at this point, just string quarterbacks against the Colts. Solid option here. Tannehill should be rested. I wish he had Trelon Burks back, but I think they'll have a solid plan. I feel like he's a good bet for 15 to 18 fantasy points in Week 7. And then finally, Jameis Winston of the New Orleans Saints at the Arizona Cardinals. It's not guaranteed that Winston plays or that he's going to have Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. I think he gets at least Olave back. The Cardinals have been pretty bad. If you're really kind of digging in the crates here for quarterback option in week seven, I don't mind Winston. If he's cleared to play, I'm going to assume he's fully healthy or at least as close to it as he's going to get that wasn't much fun because quarterback is pretty grim. Let's move on to the running backs where at least there's some more options for you on the board. I have to say, go ahead, add Deion Jackson for the Indianapolis Colts. There is a chance that Jonathan Taylor is back next week. Naeem Hines is in the concussion protocol. I think if nothing else, Jackson has earned that third running back role. When a guy puts up points like that, The film don't lie. He looked pretty good. Definitely far better than Philip Lindsay, especially if you own Jonathan Taylor. I think you can add Deion Jackson this week. I would also consider adding Washington Commanders running back Brian Robinson. They're probably going to have at least a two-way RBBC there, maybe a full-blown three-way depending on what they do with Antonio Gibson. Robinson is not going to get much work in the passing game, but he will be the preferred option at the goal line. If nothing else, pick him up, see what happens. If you have to cut him later on, so be it. Khalil Herbert has been cut in quite a few leagues. If that's the case, you should pick him up. Busted another big run on Thursday Night Football last week against the Commanders. Dude obviously has more juice than David Montgomery, probably more juice than anyone on that offense with the exception of Justin Fields. They are going to need to use Khalil Herbert sooner than later. They don't seem to be interested in the super tank. That should happen. So if someone cuts them, pick them up. Not only a lot of leagues, but I would keep an eye on, if not, add Isaiah Pacheco of the Kansas City Chiefs if you get a chance. Again, another team looking for some juice. Neither Jarek McKinnon nor Clyde Edwards-Alaris seem to have the burst they needed against the Bills, while Pacheco looked pretty good in limited touches. He had some preseason hype, probably out there in a lot of leagues now. I would go ahead and add him. And then finally, I would add Dante Foreman, running back for the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey is squarely on the trade block. It would probably be some sort of RBBC between Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard if McCaffrey gets moved. But again, given the state of the running back position in fantasy football, if you can get a guy who's going to get at least 55%, 60% of the work for his team that's something I'm interested in. Once upon a time, I loved Dante Foreman when he was a prospect back with the Texans before tearing his Achilles. Maybe he has a nice little late career resurgence here. I am hoping for it. As people get better at drafting, I've found that wide receiver has become a thinner and thinner position to address on the waiver wire, and teams are especially needed this week given some of the teams were on a buy. I'll try to help you out here. I want to start by saying it looks like Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, the wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals is going to miss four to six week with a foot injury, giving the Cardinals late by. I think it's realistic that Marquise isn't back until week 14. So more or less count him out until the fantasy playoffs. The Cardinals tried to address this move somewhat by activating DeAndre Hopkins from the suspension list and by training for Panthers wide receiver Robbie Anderson Both of those guys are in play if they're on the wire. I would obviously put Hopkins at the top of my priority list. I would put Anderson towards the bottom. I think he's probably really more of a guy best suited to best ball. He's a deep threat. Going to have a couple of big games, but for the most part, not somebody you're going to want to start every week. I would much rather add Rondale Moore. I think that... The most likely scenario is that Moore and Ertz are the primary options for Kyler Murray while Hopkins gets back up to speed, while Anderson gets integrated into the offense, especially given the fact that they have the injury situation at the running back position. I would also like to add Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Alec Pierce. He's seen his target share grow consistently the last three weeks. He seems to be the clear number two target in the passing game behind Michael Pittman. I also want to add Wandali Robinson, wide receiver for the New York Giants. He was guy was very excited to take in my rookie dynasty drafts this year. I think he could quickly find himself as the Giants' wide receiver one, especially if Kadarius Tony never sees the field. I'm still adding Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Devin DuVernay. It looks like Rashad Bateman will be back soon, but I've been impressed by what DuVernay showed me, and the Ravens desperately need more options in that passing game. So if he hasn't get been picked up yet in league, or somebody drops him, he's a guy you should be able to add on the cheap, I would go ahead and do so. Going on to the tight end position, I'm surprised that Taysom Hill is still owned in less than 60% of ESPN leagues. He has value as a tight end but it's going to be a pure Bob thing. He's going to have the boom weeks and he's going to have the bust weeks. There is not going to be much in between. On the other hand, one of Taysom Hill's bust weeks probably feels like five or six points. Right now at the tight end position, if you don't have one of the top guys, I don't know that you can hope for a lot more. So I would say if he's still out there, you add him. I would also add Robert Tanyan of the Green Bay Packers. He had 10 grabs last week. The Packers offense is starved for pass catchers. I don't feel great about Tanyan providing a lot of yardage, but he's certainly going to be a target in the end zone and pretty clearly seems to be the second or third target in the passing game right now. If you need a streamer at tight end for week seven, I would once again plug in Evan Ingram, the Jacksonville Jaguars tight end at home versus the New York Giants. We stream him every week. That's because Evan Ingram is good enough to stream most weeks. He has some upside, but he's not consistent enough to be worth owning. I would also stream Noah Fant of the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Chargers. Look, if you could combine all of the Seattle Seahawks into one tight end, they would be like a top tier, like a top six tight end option. We can't combine them all. And sure, Will Disley could steal two touchdowns, but I like Noah Fant quite a bit this week. He's seen his role grow, and he is the best suited guy on that roster to be the third option in the passing game. So I'm rolling with him here week seven. If I need a tight end streamer and I would also consider Cade Otten of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. Good news is that Buck's tight end Cameron break is going to be okay. Bad news is he has a next brain. will be out for a while. I don't know if Otten's going to go crazy, but he's done pretty good the past couple of weeks, at least as far as tight ends go. You have always seen Brady lean on his tight ends in the red zone. So I think Otten makes a nice streaming option against the Panthers in week seven While we're streaming stuff, let's just stream a couple of defenses, the DSTs here. I would right away stream the New England Patriots DST versus the Chicago Bears. Patriots DST has been on fire. Somehow they're not even owned in 25% of ESPN leagues. I have a feeling that figure is going to go up dramatically this week. They're at least a top five option. They might even be my number one stunner at DST this week. No diggity, no doubt. I would also roll with the Tennessee Titans DST at home coming off the bye. Versus the Indianapolis Colts, I should have had you at stream your DST versus the Colts. Especially if Jonathan Taylor is out. Finally, this one's a little more bold, Cotton. And that's the New York Jets DST at the Denver Broncos. Like every good mad scientist asks himself at some point, have I gone too far? Are we really at the point where we're starting the Jets DST in Denver against Russell Wilson? Nope, nope, and call me mad, call me crazy, just don't, call me Shirley. Now let's go into some options for those of you in deeper leagues and or super flex leagues. Super flex really is only going to be applicable here at the quarterback position, but I have to say right away if Mitch Trubisky was dropped, go ahead, pick him back up. I would assume Kenny Pickett's still the starter when healthy, but if Trubisky wins another game this week, who knows what happens. You also probably have to pick up Taylor Heineke of the Washington Commanders. He's going to be starting theoretically for Carson Wentz. I actually kind of prefer rookie Sam Howell out of UNC. Again, I I think if you need a starting quarterback right now, Heineke is your guy. I think Howell is ultimately the guy they turn to when Heineke fails. And then for the Carolina Panthers, it seems like either P.J. Walker or Jacob Eason will be under center from them next week. Again, this is DITC. You're digging in the crates in a deep league, in a super flex league. These are the kind of guys that you're looking at. At the running back position, I will once again mention Baltimore Ravens running backs, Gus Edwards and Kenyon Drake. I prefer Edwards over Drake, but if you were in a really deep league, Edwards was gone, Drake was out there, I'd at least consider it, especially if J.K. Dobbins misses any time. I would probably also add Atlanta Falcons running back, Caleb Huntley, still splitting the job job with Tyler Algier, but he had, I believe, 16 carries last week in a deep league. You have to go with any kind of touch you get the running back position. I would most definitely be adding New York Giants running back, Matt Breda. He is the unquestioned handcuff to Saquon Barkley. We saw Saquon Barkley get a little bit of a shoulder ding last game. I love Saquon. Dude, stay healthy the rest of the season. Get your bag at the end but Matt Breda probably needs to be owned in a lot more deep leagues than he is. Buffalo Bills running back James Cook has been cut in some leagues. If he's been cut in your league, go ahead and pick him up. Uh, Zach Moss was inactive for the big matchup against the Chiefs. That means that James Cook is already the running back two for the Bills. That's going to give him some role going forward. It should grow, and if anything happens to Devin Singletary, you could be in for some big fantasy production. I would definitely add Kieran Williams for the Los Angeles Rams with all the uncertainty surrounding Cam Akers. Yeah, Daryl Henderson's there, Malcolm Brown, whatever. Kieran Williams. Is a guy who tested very poorly, but that's a good college film out of Notre Dame. I like him a fair bit. So definitely add him if possible. Those deeper links if you need help at running back. And finally, Tyrion Davis Price, rookie running back for the San Francisco 49ers, came back this week, put up a big donut on the box score. But Jeff Wilson did himself no favors by fumbling early. 49ers fell behind we saw davis get involved earlier in the season i think it could happen again maybe sooner than later we always want to have interest in the shanahan running backs as 49ers running backs so pay attention to tdp Tyrion davis price not a lot to add at the wide receiver position it's mostly a bunch of rookies uh, rookie Tyquan thornton of the new england patriots jumps off the page man it was a Guy people thought they reached for in the second round of the draft, but he has more juice than anyone else on that offense, maybe with the exception of Ramondre Stevenson. And the Patriots are probably looking to sign Omar Epps. They were that desperate for some juice. Not a rookie, but shout out Ben Skoronek of the Los Angeles Rams. They expect Van Jefferson to be back after their bye in Week 7, so you should definitely have him on your ad list too. But it looks like Big Ben over there is the other wide receiver to add if you're just kind of looking at some depth in a really deep league. I am all about adding rookie wide receiver Sky Moore for the Kansas City Chiefs. Marquez Veldes-Scantling has basically been a bust. Juju hasn't been that much better. Miko Hardman still... I love you, brother. It's just not happening. Sky Moore could be a big thing by the end of this season. If he's out there, add him now. And also add Khalil Shakira for the Buffalo Bills on a bye this week. Could be dropped in deeper leagues. Isaiah McKenzie is the third wide receiver right now. But as we've seen, you want anybody who's catching passes from Josh Allen. So if someone drops Shakira, go ahead, make it happen. Get him on the rooster. And then finally, at tight end, again in a deep league, Kate Otten for the Bucs might have been picked up already, but if he's out there and you're not streaming him, pick him up anyways and tuck him. And Daniel Bellinger for the New York Giants, the clear-cut tight end one over there in Jersey for the Giants. He's seen an uptick in targets recently, been used in the red zone, scored a touchdown two straight weeks. In a deep league, if he's still out there, you can do a hell of a lot worse at the tight end position. And this is one of the most difficult parts of any waiver wire thing, You want to add all these guys, but how do you make room for them? You're going to have to cut some guys. So who are we dropping like they're hot this week? And this is the part that always makes me sad because some of these guys I had very high hopes for. And this is just you admitting that it's not going to happen. But that's what you have to do to seize the gap, to stop being so inefficient. You have to cut the dead weight. You don't care if you're young. You don't care if they're old. Seize the gap. And I am going to cut... Carson Wentz, Aaron Rogers, Matthew Stafford, Antonio Gibson, Sony Michelle, Cam Akers, Chase Edmonds, Russell Gage, Josh Palmer, Curtis Samuel, Julio Jones, Alan Robinson, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Conklin, Mike Yusecki, Irv Smith Jr., Hunter Henry, and Logan Thomas. Again, you might see varying degrees of ownership on those guys in your leagues. It's hard to tell yet. It's, there's really no one-size-fits-all for fantasy football leagues. So we do the best we can to try to help everybody out because that's what we do on Seize the Gap. Thanks for checking us out. We'll be here all season to help you take home that trophy, take home that sweet, sweet cash. All you need to do is seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Thanks again for listening or watching again. Find us wherever you get your pods by searching for Seize the Gap. Find us on social media at Seize the Gap FF. And you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. Love you forever and ever. If you do the like, follow, subscribe thing, super duper appreciated. Helps us out a lot. Only takes you a second, and it really helps other people find the show. I'm Magna Mills. On behalf of myself and Jamie G, I don't care if you're old. You need to seize the gap. Check back this weekend for our Week 7 Sit Start Analysis. This has been Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. The views expressed here are those of the host alone and do not represent those of any other entity, individual, or organization. All team names and logos are copyrighted by the NFL and their respective teams. Thanks again for checking us out. Come back next time and we'll continue to help you to seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Good luck to you and all of your teams. that nobody I said who's that I said nobody